We welcome in Arda O'Kell from the NHL on ESPN. Back to the program. Good morning, Arda. Thanks for coming on again. Good morning, Kevin. Thanks for having me, and I appreciate the uh, love that's in the air theme music today. I, well, we just had Mark Spector on, and he was talking about how he's going to go to the uh, Victoria Oval and skate with uh, his wife, Shelka, tonight. So that was kind of for him as well, for uh-huh. you and all our lovebirds out there, uh, Arda. So every time we have you on, Arda, I have to start the interview by saying, are your video game records still intact? They certainly are. Uh, I, I, I certainly hope that Connor McDavid doesn't start playing NHL 94 anytime mm. soon uh, because he would break my records probably in, I don't know, less than two weeks. Oh. <laughs> the yeah. way that he go, the way that he's going on the ice is like, he probably could pick up anything he wants, like any hobby and just absolutely destroy it. Yeah. I, I saw your post last night, Arda, just about the amazement, uh, you know, six assists for Connor. And I mean, so you're watching, were you in studio when you were watching or where were you? No, I was at home. I okay. was just watching the game uh, yeah. at home, and I when I saw the the, the Savardian spinorama yeah. assist, I was like, man, like this is just completely unfair. <laughs> that was the first thought I had in my head. Just like it's a joy to watch the guy. Like he's one of the most entertaining athletes on the planet. Period, regardless of sport. But like when you see things like that, you're just like, man, he makes like so many elite players and teams. Uh, day in and day out, just look completely pedestrian. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just what a joy it is to 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 to, to be able to watch him. And uh, yeah, six assists, not too shabby. Not Where too... were the goals? Where were the <laughs> yeah. goals, Kevin? Yeah, <laughs> you know, he was only the Oilers scored eight goals, five on five. He was only plus six. You know, so he's got to pick that's it up. It? Yeah. Come on, that's all. Uh, yeah, you know, we were talking Art, about all of his assists last night. And of course, a lot of people have texted and said, yes, the goal that he set up for Evander Kane on, as you said, the Savardian spinorama was uh, the, the the prettiest one. But boy, there was a couple that he had dogged determination on the forechecker, even engaging and leverage and positioning on, mo- for the most part, it was most Sider a lot of the times. But those were the ones that I remember. Those are the ones that, and they were secondary assists, Arda. Yeah, and he and he's finding these lanes that seemingly don't exist. That's the best part, right? Like his hockey vision, his hockey IQ is so high that he just knows that he's going to have maybe half an inch of space to be able to to thread that needle or or move that puck mm-hmm. just ever so slightly. Uh, you know, beating a skate or beating a, a stick blade or whatever. Uh, it's just incredible uh, what he's what he's able to do, uh, but. <clears throat> Yeah, to your point, six assists. By the way, that's his second career six-point game, yeah. and he's now the fifth Oiler in NHL history with multiple six-point games, uh, joining a bunch of the '80s crew. So uh, he's he always finds like that's the other thing. He always like whenever he has like these kind of games, he always joins history. You mm-hmm. know, like he always finds a way to join the history books in in some crazy way. Like he he. By the way, also in that game, he had six hundred assists. Yep. career assists, right? Mm-hmm. And he did it in, what, 616 games? Right. And there's only three other players that did it faster than Connor McDavid in NHL history, and their names are Gretzky, Lemieux, and Orr. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, come on. Like, it's, it's just how crazy, and you, you can't help but laugh at the magnificence of what this guy is doing. Well, 
You mentioned it, uh, 616 games. Bobby Orr was 608. So that just shows you kind of what kind of rarefied air we are talking about here as we're speaking with Arda O'Cal from the NHL on ESPN. Uh, you know, a week ago, a little over a week ago, Arda, I was thinking, you know, Alex Ovechkin's done. You know, he's not going to have any... His success this season is very limited, and all of a sudden now he's ripped off six games in a row with a goal and now he's putting himself in that category again in that conversation for 894 and he's six straight like you said and he's scoring the way that we know him to score like his goal yesterday was stop me if you've heard this before kevin <laughs> it was on the power play and he was in his office and he got the one-timer and it went to the back of the net i know shocking i know city of edmonton listeners shot very shocking i i know this is like extremely surprising how Alex Ovechkin would score. Do you know what this solidifies to me? Like, I know that at the beginning, like this was the, the longest stretch that Alex Ovechkin has ever needed in a season in his career to get to 10 goals, right? Like this was a long, like half the season essentially to get to 10 goals for him. That's never happened to him before, but this latest stretch solidified to me in my head. Apologies to those that would like Gretzky's record to stand. I believe firmly that he will break the record okay. at some point. And I believe that he will, even if it's going to take him longer than expected, he's going to wait it out and he's going to, he's, he's going to get there. Barring some like unforeseen career ending injury or something like unfortunate like that, all systems go, he's going to play until he's whatever necessary, 41, 42. If he's only scoring 15 to 20 goals the rest of the way, he's still going to get there. Like, I, after this stretch, I firmly believe this to be true. So when do you think this kind of happens then? If he can continue, and he's not going to continue on a goal a game here. He could go on an, another uh, little slump. But do you think he can get to this record at 894 after, you know, sometime not next year, but the year after? Year after, maybe second half of the year after mm -hmm. is probably a – a fair and, and, and quite frankly, if you're saying not this season, not next season, but the season after that, that puts him at what, 41, 40 yeah. or 41. He's playing in the league at 40 or 41, right? Like who, who's listening right now and saying, nah, Ovechkin's done in, in a year. Like I could absolutely see him continuing to play. And, and by the way, we got to give credit to the Washington Capitals organization too, right? Because chances are they're buying into all of this. And mm -hmm. let's be honest, like he's only what now 59 away to break the record. And so as he gets to like 30, like this is going to be a story we're going to can just continuously talk about until he reaches that point. And that's going to help with ticket sales, right? Like even if he's only playing, even if he's playing the least amount of minutes that he's played in his entire career and he's not, you know, first line Ovechkin and, you know, 50 goal Ovechkin, the storyline itself is going to generate uh, interest regardless. So, you got to give credit to the Capitals who have bought into, you know, obviously their generational star player, but to allow him to continue to chase this in a Capitals uniform, uh, you know, it's that, that that's the right thing to do in my opinion, but also I think he, like I said, I think he does get there. Mm -hmm. He's at 14 this year. He, if he can get 
a reasonable amount. If he can just, let's just say he gets 11 this year and is a 25 goal scorer. You know, he's at 836. That puts him at 847. And now you're talking about it next year if he can get a, another 25 and, and then we'll see what happens the year after. But he, there's no question he is slowing down. The other thing that he scored a lot of empty net goals, as you know, Arda, and the Capitals haven't been in the position to to be up in a lot of games. So he hasn't been on the ice. They haven't been up a goal and things like that to uh, to give him an opportunity uh, for empty net goals. Uh, Arda Okal with us uh, from ESPN. Anything around the league, Arda, what else is catching your eye, I guess, just uh, as a being a, a Canadian working in the United States at ESPN and you get uh, the whole scope, the whole spectrum of what's going around the NHL, what's catching your eye? Uh, obviously, the, the Morgan Riley suspension was uh, dominating headlines the last couple of days. You know, how many would he receive? Uh, just the whole idea of the unwritten hockey code of conduct and the unwritten rules among the players, you know, taking a slap shot into an empty net goal uh, situation. Uh, that's definitely been dominating. Uh, I, I do. I, I found it interesting, the difference of opinions from, from an out, like, like analyzing it, from a 20,000 foot view, I found that situation interesting from the difference of opinions based on the life experience of the people giving the opinions. Like players and former players had a very strong opinion one way, fans had a very strong opinion the other way, and usually there were other uh, people that had an opinion in between, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I found that to be a pretty interesting, uh, you know, deep dive into the minds of, of, of people who are involved in hockey in different uh, circumstances, but we're gearing up to trade deadline, really like, especially at ESPN, like we will do our trade deadline special. We're gearing up to that. And, and I, I don't know in, in the pit of my stomach, Kevin, I feel like this is going, I know that there's a lot of pieces that have already been moved. You know, the Elias Lindholms of the world, the Sean Monahan's of the world, but like, I really, I don't know why I just have this feeling that there's too many, Teams that need a goalie, and there's too many goalies that are appetizing out there. I feel like this is going to be a very goalie-heavy mm-hmm. uh, trade deadline, especially that final week. Do, do you think, Arda, that it's going to be busier or not quite as busy? Because, you know, like teams like Calgary have already made their big splash, and they still got a little work to do in Calgary if they so choose to. But do you, do you think it'll be a little slower, busier? What do you think? I, I was surprised that Jacob Markstrom made it out of the Prudential Center in Jersey the other day. Like, I thought that they would put him in a maze and he would just never be able to leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I want it to be busy because busy is good for ratings. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, but in all seriousness, uh, I, 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 just, I just feel... I, let me just put a number. I'm going to put it out in the universe. Mm-hmm. Three goaltenders will move the week of the trade deadline. Okay. I'm just putting that out there. That's my minimum. I, I, I truly feel like this will be a goaltender-heavy trade deadline. I feel like there are enough teams, and like even in saying that, uh, people uh, listening to this right now can already identify four teams that would love an upgrade in net, right? Mm-hmm. And you can already identify four goaltenders that would be chopped around. And to your point, Jacob Markstrom would certainly be one of them. Marc-Andre Fleury could certainly be one of them. John Gibson could be one of them. Like he, he, John Gibson has been on that in that conversation for several years. Don't get me wrong. But like, if I'm a team that is one goaltender away from being a legitimate, true cup contender, I'm making those calls already. I'm inquiring. I'm looking to see what's available. And I feel like it's going to be a very fun goaltender-heavy trade deadline season. 
So you think Arda, like, um, you know, like Saros too, is, uh, you know, people be sniffing around there too in Nashville? I think everyone's on the table. I really mm-hmm. do. I, I, I really feel like we've reached a point where there are teams like the Carolina Hurricanes are an example, even the Leafs, you know, like yeah. the, 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 there are, there are teams out there that you have such strong squads and then you have goaltending that isn't uh, to that vicinity necessarily, or hasn't been performing to that vicinity this season. Yeah. And you might be looking at upgrades, especially if you if your intentions, your hopes are to to get to the promised land. Yeah, the, 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 to me, the 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 the, the mm-hmm. perfect storm exists yeah. for it to be a a goalie heavy trade deadline. So, Arda, I know you do tons of uh, public speaking, motivational speaking. What's this TED talk that you're doing all about? Uh, I was all about how the city of Edmonton is the greatest city <laughs> in the world. Uh, <laughs> I've actually been, funny enough, I've actually been to Edmonton several times, but mm-hmm. not for hockey. Uh, it was oh. early on in my career, I was doing a lot in, in uh, combat sports, and we used to do a lot of events. Uh, I think it was the convention center in Edmonton. So I've, I've, I've spent a lot of time in Edmonton, just not hockey-related, funny enough. But um, the TED Talk was, it, it is hockey-related. Uh, basically, the whole purpose of the TED Talk was finding inspiration in things you wouldn't normally find it in and just, you know, look, letting it, letting it uh, seep into you kind of thing. And I use hockey as an example. So any hockey fans uh, listening to this, uh, feel free to go and check it out. It got posted yesterday. Uh, and it was, it was, it, I'll tell you, like you'll relate to this, Kevin, because you're in the industry, yeah. like in our jobs, very rarely do we memorize long scripts you know, like we're either ad-libbing or we're reading off of a paper or a teleprompter or something to that effect. The most difficult part of the speech by far was memorizing and having in your head a 20-minute speech with no prompter. Like, I just had to know it. Mm-hmm. And that was the most difficult part of it because I was nervous I was going to miss a line or something like that. Yeah. Like, you know, you know what I'm talking yeah. about, right? Like, that was the most difficult part for sure. Uh, you know, uh, you can go on that. Like, I mean, with all the shows you do, and you know, I've I've done a few over the years myself. That's one of the things. You say, okay, what am I missing, or am I going to forget something? And that's just the way it is. But uh, you're doing a great job on and it. You could ad lib. You could ad lib for if I gave you a topic, you could ad lib about it for half an hour, no problem. Mm-hmm. But if I gave you a script and you're like, you need to memorize this, these ten pages, yep. that that would be like, oh man, that's like it's such a different muscle in your mind right so here, here's a quick example Arda. so i i did tv for 33 years and and we had so many young reporters that would come in and they would in the last few years they they would write their stuff out on their phone and they're getting ready to do what we call a stand-up in the business and i said to them yeah. stop that put that away get one thought in your head and expand on it if you have to do it, you know, and I mean, most of most of the time, that, and then what happens is when they would go to live TV, then they're stumbling because they're waiting to think that they have to say everything word by word that they've written in their pre-written stand-up that is going to a, a live to tape. So it's different, and, and you're a pro, so you know all about it. Oh, exactly, yeah. and uh, that's great advice. I love that we just went down this uh, <laughs> broadcasting advice rabbit hole. <laughs> Well, maybe we can open a college or something like that and get things going, get some young yes. kids out there, you know. Yeah, I, I can't see that Back happening. Back in my day, we would walk five, 
12 kilometers yeah. uphill both ways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I carried a three-quarter inch machine around. <laughs> yeah. You don't know the suffering and pain. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, Arda, thanks so much for this. Always enjoy our chats. We'll talk soon. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Absolutely. Thanks, Kevin.